0: I'm the only one who doesn't have a fake name. I almost changed my name once because I, the very first time that I ever had a stalker, my mom panicked and she was like, you have to change your name. So I was like, let me think. So I loved the Judds growing up and I was like, Jenny Judd sounds like a really cool name. And my mom was like, that's so stupid. Just stick with what your real name is.
1: Welcome to Drop the Disc. This week's guest, the third and final member of the Kicks Wake Up Crew, Jenny Bender. Jenny's from right outside Charleston, North Carolina. She's been in Augusta for over five years, and she talks to us about how it feels to be a member of the Kicks family.
0: Our wedding day, the 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 lady who was supposed to plan our wedding. Flipped out on us and bailed out five days before our wedding. She was supposed to decorate everything and handle all of that, and she just went AWOL. And these Kix99 listeners messaged me and said, Hey, where's the church? We'll take care of it. They came to the church on the day of the rehearsal and decorated it, and it looked like my dream garden. And they cleaned everything up when we were done, and I I was stunned. I'm still speechless when I think about it.
1: Since applying to broadcasting school over 10 years ago, Jenny talks about how she's been achieving her goals in Augusta.
0: It's funny, they, when you fill out your little thing to apply for the school, they only take 20 students per year. So um, I said, I want to be on a country morning show. That was my goal from the beginning.
1: And what's left for her to accomplish?
0: I would really like to win a CMA award, and just to be able to go to the CMAs and the ACMs and win, like that would be, that would, when I would feel like I said, I accomplished what I set out to do in this.
1: Thank you for listening. We know you're going to enjoy this great episode with Jenny Bender. You're listening to the Drop the Disc Podcast, recorded at Augusta Podcast Studio. Before we get started, this episode, like every episode, is presented by... Nancy Powell. Nancy Powell is our presenting sponsor. She's a real estate agent and broker in the Augusta area. Her Instagram information is at Downtown Augusta Broker, where she posts and talks about all of her success stories from her sales, from her purchases, from her investments. She's extremely knowledgeable, and she was just voted Cyber City's best real estate agent and one of the best real estate companies in Augusta. Nancy Powell She's incredible. We've been talking about her for over a year and we will keep talking about her because if you are buying real estate, if you are selling real estate, Nancy Powell needs to be your first call, your first DM at downtown Augusta Broker. Hey guys, I'm Chris. Hey
2: guys, I'm David. And we are Drop the Disc Podcast. We have an awesome guest today
1: and we are super excited. What, David, what are you sipping on before we get started? <laughs> Call me out. Uh, I just opened the Savannah River Brewing Company uh, Fest Beer, Uncle, the Uncle
2: Fest Beer. The Uncle Fest Beer. Yeah,
1: because, you know, when this posts, October it, Festival has started. Yeah. So that's, that's I'm celebrating in advance. I, I appreciate that. <laughs> uh, but today we are here with...
0: Jenny Bender. I didn't know if I was supposed to say my own, own name or not.
1: Yeah, you were. Okay. You did perfect. So yeah, Jenny, um, and we are here. We have actually been in the studio with a couple of your work companions.
0: I know. They they've gotten to do it twice, and this is my first time. <laughs> I texted my husband earlier because we love listening to this podcast, and I was like, I get to go be on drop the disc today.
2: <laughs> Heck and yeah. he was
0: like, Oh, that's awesome. So yeah. <laughs> I'm shocked
2: that Chris is not here now.
0: He's at work. He, I know. Plant Vogel in there, outages, oh, man. man. Yeah.
1: Wow. So welcome, we're excited to have you. Thanks. For those that haven't caught this, you are on the Kicks Wake Up Crew. Yep, yes. I'm the Jenny of
0: Cash, Jenny, and Dub.
1: You speak into a microphone every day.
0: I do, but this one sounds really good. Like, I don't normally, not that I ever like the sound of my own voice, but it's always kind of cringe, but this sounds really good. They all come, have a really nice setup
2: here. Come back Thank anytime. You. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks. Thank you for that. So you're on Kix and I Wake Up Crew. Yep. And we are here to talk about how you got there. Okay. Um, so kind of take us back to where you grew up, um, you know, and what you did, where you went to college. Tell, right. tell us a little bit about yourself.
0: So my my story is w- way different and more unconventional than Brian or Sean, because I did not originally work in radio, and I grew up in the same town that my parents, Parents grew up in that their parents grew up in that I grew up like a mile down the road from the house that my great great grandparents lived in and um, I always was fascinated by the radio and I would keep a little Fisher Price cassette tape by the radio <laughs> and hit record whenever like I would call in for a contest before school or something <laughs> um, but I just was like well you know you gotta have a real job so I w- actually went to college for healthcare out of high school and I was a CNA and an x-ray tech for about eight years. And where
1: was this? Where'd you go to high school?
0: In North Carolina, it's Mooresville. But unless you're a NASCAR fan and like a really into it redneck, like you're not going to know what Mooresville is because it's race city, USA. Oh. Um, but I, so I just normally say Charlotte cause okay. most people have heard it. It's like 30 miles North of Charlotte. It's like Atlanta. Gotcha. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. um, it's like, if you're from like Powder Springs or somewhere, you'll say, "Oh, I'm from Atlanta. Exactly. Um, yeah. So I I had like a quarter life crisis. I'll call it what it is. I got dumped by my boyfriend and just like flipped out on life. And um, I just, it made me analyze a lot of things in life. Like I wasn't happy in my job and I had pinned a lot of happiness on this relationship. And I was like, I've got to do something about it. So I was like, screw it. I have always wanted to study radio and to try to be on the radio. So let's go do it. And I applied to a broadcasting school and auditioned and got in and I've been doing it for 10 years now. And so.
2: and where was this broadcasting school?
0: Charlotte. Okay. I was yeah. about to say, you were yeah. 30
2: miles away from one of the hubs of radio well, in it, the Southeast at least. But
0: like Mooresville at the time, to- like the downtown part where I grew up, was very, very, like we didn't go to Charlotte for any, unless somebody had to go to the hospital for like a major surgery. We never went to Charlotte. I didn't drive on the interstate until I was like, like 25 years old. Like I just, it, it was that small of a town. Wow. So Charlotte to me was a big city compared to where I grew up. Augusta is a big city. Okay. So yeah. So and what
1: year is this? What year are yeah. we in right now that you went to Charlotte to this broadcasting? This was about
0: 2010 because I've been in radio for 10 years. So okay. yeah, this is actually going into my 10th year. Yeah.
1: And congratulations! You, yeah, seriously, when's yeah. your anniversary?
0: Uh, February. Heck yeah. Yeah. yeah, I signed. I signed my contract at Beasley Augusta the day after the ice storm. Because I was driving into town as like everything was... The power was still... I needed gas. The gas stations were all out of power. And I was like, where the heck am I coming to? (laughs) So uh, luckily, they had put me up in a hotel that did have power. But yeah, so that's always the way that I remember. It was Valentine's Day. It was the day of that really bad earthquake. That's the day that I signed my contract at
2: Kix. So... Before we get to kicks, though, Mm -hmm. you started doing radio school in Charlotte in what year?
0: In 2010.
2: 2010. um,
0: And I had no background in it. There were a lot of people in my class that were like, oh, yeah, you know, I study communications or whatever. And and this was a tech school. So they were really hands-on, taught you what you need to know. And your instructors were people that you listened to on the radio. And um, the guy that was our radio instructor was a guy that I adored i listened to him and his wife every afternoon and i fangirled when they said hey this is going to be your teacher and um he really took me under his wing and the people at the school took me under their wing because they they knew that i really wanted to learn and so i showed up early and i stayed late and i really really worked my butt off and i worked three jobs actually four jobs while i was in school and doing my internship to to you know, put gas in my tank to do that. And so I graduated uh, and got a job as a mobile DJ and an internship at iHeartMedia as a promotions person setting up tents, you know. And um, then I got an on-air internship with my teacher, and that's really what opened the door for me. Um, he... Was he? They taught me everything that I needed to know, and I got my first job at this little uh, AM station in Monroe, North Carolina. And there's a reason that you've never heard of it because it's kind of the armpit. <laughs> and it was I commuted to work an hour and twenty minutes every day. Wow! I made ten thousand dollars a year at this job. <laughs> I had to I had to move back in with my parents because I couldn't <laughs> afford my apartment. It was terrible, but I needed that. I needed that job. I needed a, a chance to prove a foot myself. In the door. Yeah, so they needed somebody to do afternoons for them. But the deal was that you had to sell your own advertising if you wow. wanted your shift. I sounds fun- like
2: us, David. <laughs> Y'all would have
0: done great at it. I sucked at it. I flunked out of Mary Kay. So I was like, I can't sell. But they, my boss, his name was Archie, and he was so gracious. I stayed at that job for a year. And I don't know how I didn't get fired, because let me tell you, in a year, minus like a little $100 here and there, I didn't make any sales until the day before I put in my two-week notice to oh, leave man. that job. So I think my boss knew, like, he he was just very, very gracious to me. Um, so I left there, and I went to Brunswick, Georgia, to do middays at a cluster of stations, and I produced a morning show. And I was... In Brunswick for about eight months before I came to Kicks.
1: So, what was your like? Right now, you work at a country station, mm-hmm. Kicks. What was your, did you have a specialty before that? You, you worked at an AM station. Were you talking politics?
0: No, um, I worked, it was classic country, oh, which was perfect. right on my alley. I grew up loving country music and okay. so this, real country. This format lends itself really well to me because <laughs> the funny thing is like when you listen to us on the radio and we're like, hey, congratulations to Florida Georgia Line, they got a number one this week you know I was such a nerd about that every week I was buying country weekly magazines back when they still printed magazines you know when I was listening to the countdowns on the radio and I would like I would sit there with my little notepad and write down the countdown I was just always interested in it yeah and so this to me doesn't feel like part of my job it's just something I naturally was uh was a, a fan of
1: so when they brought you into to Beasley at Augusta mm-hmm. What what year? So so you said about eight years ago.
0: Uh, I've been at Beasley for seven. That was twenty fourteen when I came here. Yeah.
1: So what was what was the team like then? Because Sean wasn't there yet.
0: No, I was brought in. um, Actually, it's a funny story. So let me... Let me, re- if I can, just gonna, it's not really a tangent, Go but for it. I've got to connect the dots here. Take you us ha- there. You so have to. I told you I grew up in a small town, and I was super close with my family, and the first time that I had ever moved away was to Brunswick, and it was like a nine-hour drive, and I was so homesick. I worked every weekend. I could never come home and visit my family, and I was miserable. And um, I really wanted to, but I was like, look, I signed a three-year contract with these people. Like, I'm here for the long haul. And the first time I got to come back was on uh, Thanksgiving of that year. So it was like seven months. It was Terrible, and I sobbed the whole drive home. Uh, Then I got to go back for Christmas, and it was even harder to leave again. And as much as I loved that opportunity in Brunswick, I was like, I've got to get closer to my family. Like my dad was going through cancer treatments at the time; it was just a it was a bad time for me to be away. And so I was driving home on I-77 and I passed that interchange that says Columbia-Augusta to get on I-20. I didn't know what Augusta was. I didn't, I've didn't. i never heard of Augusta, but I was like, if I could just get to Columbia, that would be amazing. And I was sobbing and I held my hand up and I was like, in Jesus' name, you're next. And so um, a week late, less than a week later... <laughs> I saw the job posting on a random industry website while I was doing show prep down in Brunswick. And it just so happened, like I texted my mentor who in Charlotte who had taught me. And I said, hey, this station is looking for a, a sidekick for their country show. Like, do you think I have a chance at this? I've only been in Brunswick for eight months. So I know it don't look good. He was like, I used to work there. Those people are my best friends. So who would have thought that my mentor up in Charlotte, was best friends with the people who work at Kix, and he was like, get them your demo today. A week later, I was setting up an interview to come to Augusta. So it was totally a God thing. Anybody that's like, needs proof that that God directs your life if you trust him to do it, I point them to that situation and my sign about <laughs> Agu- Columbia and Augusta. So um, when I, I was brought in to, be like, to bring some estrogen onto the show because it was Mike and Steve at the time.
1: So and- what was that show like?
0: Um, it was different. I mean, they were both r- friendly dudes, so it's not that, you know, we, we got along, but yeah. my role on that show was pretty obvious from the beginning. I was supposed to be like the, the young hip girl with my two nerdy uncles, and, and I love them to death. You know, Mike retired uh, about two years ago, and Steve I still see every day. So um, it, was, it was a perfect environment for me to though l- get into the swing of being a sidekick on a show because prior to that... Except for my internship I had always just done solo radio. My well, what's a sidekick? Like that means like we're doing now, you know, like S-
1: so like you're working with somebody.
0: Interacting with somebody. Okay. Right. Um gen- in in the the industry slang as they call it. Like you're Mike one, Mike two, Mike three. So Sean is Mike One on our show, I'm Mike Two, and Brian is Mike three. Um and that's the general setup for a multi person show. But I had come from doing middays by myself and afternoons by myself. So the the wake-up crew with Mike, Steve, and Jenny was a good chance for me to kind of fall into the routine of, okay, this is my role, this is when to speak up, and this is when to not speak up because – to know when to be quiet is just as much of a talent as to know when to say something. So right. you were
1: a Mike three at mm-hmm. that point? So what does yeah. that mean? What's the difference? It
0: basically meant that Mike and Steve were the two main characters of the show. And not that I wasn't an important part of the show, but I was there to compliment both, both of them right. more so, you okay. know? Um, so you
1: took cues from them basically yeah
0: yeah yeah um and so that's the best way to describe it and then when the, steve moved down the hall to the, our news talk station and then i became mike too and it was like okay you're gonna have more of a, a a leading presence on the show um and so that was when i would start bringing more content to the table more suggestions more ideas to the table right and then um mm. you know when Brian brought came on as Mike 3 it it really changed the dynamic of the show in a good way it became like whoa i'm not the only like kid in here anymore you know i had something yeah. he's cuz brian and i are the almost the same age so like it was like we had finally I could reference like pop culture things from like the nineties and the two thousands. And right. he would know it, you know, I right. could, I could mention Hannah Montana <laughs> and say sweet niblets. And like Mike and Steve <laughs> had no idea what I was talking about. Right. So it was really, really nice. Um, And we, we had a good, it was a good learning experience, that role.
2: So speaking of learning experience, mm-hmm. you know, one thing that you've mentioned that neither uh, Brian nor Dub, nor even Austin Rhodes on the show is radio school.
1: Mm-hmm. And so
2: I want to go back a little bit because, oh yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, Tell us a little bit about what radio school is. Is it a two-year degree? Is it a? Do you have to have a degree to get into it? I mean, tell us a little bit about what you learn there. Is yeah. it like med school?
0: <laughs> no, it's definitely not like not like med school. There's different ones. What I went to was a tech school, and so um, there were people in there who had already gotten like two and four-year communications degrees, um, but they didn't necessarily learn all the ins and outs of current media. So my school, not that this is like a shameless plug, but Connecticut School of Broadcasting. So their shtick is like hands-on learning taught by people who do it. Okay. And so the radio DJs and the TV anchors would get off of work and then they would come to school and they would teach you how to work the current equipment, how to work the current software, okay. how to do like, okay, our radio teacher would be like, okay, we have to do digital content. So here's how you do that. Okay. Um, and so they had a couple of different options. I went full time and I finished in like eight months.
1: Wow. Yeah. So, so, so okay. I know I ended up, this way and it ended up well clearly, but did you ever consider like TV or were you radio from the beginning?
0: I went into that school. It was funny. They, when you fill out your little thing to apply for the school, cause everybody tries to get in, but they only take 20 students per year. So, um, I said, I want to be on a country morning show. That was my Goal from the beginning Okay Um, I You know They they did teach you All aspects of TV and radio I will say that Like I learned I could run a teleplomp Teleprompter, I could direct a floor in a TV studio, um, I could do lighting and all of that. I could run the switcher all day, but I never enjoyed it as much. Um, also, like as a woman, like I didn't want to put myself under a microscope to constantly worry about what I look like. Like I could be rolling up every day to work in a cat t-shirt and leggings and a bedtime bun, and a lot of yeah. times I do, and nobody knows it. They, right. they they warn me if it's picture day, but I liked it, I didn't want to put that scrutiny on myself because I have friends that work in TV and people are mean and I did not want to subject myself to that.
2: Very cool. And you can you can anybody that wants to do this you if you want to be a producer or whatnot would you go to a school like this yeah
0: I mean potentially look, there are different ones that do it you don't have I think this is a misconception you don't have to have a degree to work in radio period a lot of it is just you can't
2: tag dub
0: you can't <laughs> you can't teach somebody talent you know yeah. you can teach them how to push buttons and do all of those things but that's like playing an instrument anybody could learn how to do it if you practice it enough and that's kind of what I needed I needed somebody to just take what I had to work with and show me what, I, what to work on with my talent, my skills, my storytelling, and then show me how to push the buttons in a right way and edit things. And, um, you know, but you have to be multifaceted. Like, it doesn't do anybody any good. To whether it's at Beasley or anywhere else, who just have a a sack full of funny one liners, like the fact that I can, you know, do websites and social media and shoot and edit video, like those are all things that broadcasting school taught me that made me more valuable to an employee. So I'm really grateful for that. Yeah.
1: Very cool. Wow. So, so let's, so right now Mm -hmm. we've got you in the two seat. You've got, Dub has joined the show, but Sean hasn't yet. Mm-hmm. So like, how was that? How did that progress to where Sean came on?
0: Um, So Mike reti- announced his retirement in like October of 2018. Yeah, it was October 2018.
1: Right, because Sean's about to be here for two years. Right,
0: right. Sean joined us. I remember it was January 14th because um, it was right after my birthday. But um, Mike announced his retirement and he had done really well with voiceovers. And it was just, it was not there was not any drama with him leaving. It was just time for him to leave. He had accomplished a lot in his career, and you know he was just ready to not deal with a lot of a lot of the BS that goes on in the business. You know, right. um, and so I really just had prayed for the right for a long time for the per- right person to come into that seat because we have to sit in a room with these people for hours a day, and so it's not like you can just avoid them. You want, you've got to have that chemistry and you can force it. I've been in situations before where I had to force that chemistry, but you don't want to. And um, so Sean came in and it, our bosses really lucked out because they just can like, normally I had to audition. Normally they bring in people to audition for a gig. They came in and were like, Hey, we've hired this guy. He's going to start in two weeks. And we were like, well, let's hope he's not an (laughs) (laughs) a-hole. And uh, so I remember me and my husband, Chris, and Brian and his wife, well, I don't think they were married at the time, Kelsey, went out to dinner. We were meeting Sean and Mimi, and the four of us were talking like, this guy better not be a jerk.
2: Y'all guy. fell in love with <laughs> Mimi first though.
0: Well, I kind of knew of Mimi because she was working at the station that I interned with at Charlotte. That's so I cool. knew Small of her world. It really, really is. So I knew she was, I didn't know her personally, but I knew she was a really, really sweet person. And I knew Sean was going to be great too, but um, we met them. and It was one of those things where you instantly felt like we had known each other forever. What yeah. was supposed to be like an hour dinner. We shut still water down, just sitting up there <laughs> talking It's a great spot. Yeah, and it was um, we walk so we all parted ways, and Brian and Kelsey and Chris and I and I were walking to our car. We were like, "I really like them both. I'm so happy that you know, I'm so happy that our bosses gambled and didn't tell us about (laughs) our new co-host before they hired him. But it all worked out great.
1: Yeah, don't go anywhere. When Jenny comes back, she talks to us about how it is to be a local celebrity and how she chooses what to and what not to talk about on air. You're listening to the Drop the Disc Podcast.
2: Hey guys, you all might have heard uh, at the beginning of this episode that we are definitely sipping on the Uncle Fest beer from Savannah River Brewery. And a little bit of why we are drinking on that is because of Beer Fest. Oktoberfest, and we are super excited about that. It is It will be starting this week, September 22nd to 26th. Um, they are doing a full week. That's right. It starts Tuesday. Yes, Tuesday. My phone tells me Tuesday to Saturday. There you go. Tuesday to Saturday, Oktoberfest, and they are spacing it out due to COVID-19.
1: But they still got games. They're still oh, chugging I, beers. I, they're
2: still chugging beers, still doing a steinhold, and they're adding a bra eating contest. God. Hosted by The Hive.
1: I'm going to throw off.
2: Super excited about watching that. I won't be eating. <laughs> I might and possibly will be chugging. Uh, but I just found out on their Facebook that the next day on Sunday, they're doing a hungover brunch. Um, beer An extra day of Beer Fest.
1: An extra day of, beer, extra fest. Day
2: of beer, beer Fest. So, guys, uh, Savannah River Brewery, we love uh, what they do there. David and I... Just got done brewing our own small batch beers. Uh, stay tuned to learn more about what's going on with that. And uh, that's Savannah
1: River Brewery. Get some of their beer. So now that we're kind of yeah. at, at the present day as, as far as your kind of experience, mm-hmm. um, before we start talking about COVID or anything super serious oh or boy. deep like that, <laughs> um, let's talk about your time being on the show, you are the longest tenured person right now on the Kicks Morning Show. Yeah,
0: that's hard to believe. Like, <laughs> I I've, I've spent a lot of my career feeling like the the dumbest and the least educated and the newest person in the room. And are I'm you like, like
1: a leader for them? I feel like you have to be.
0: <sighs> no, I don't feel like that. I mean, Sean and I started in radio the same year, so we've both been doing it about ten years. Okay. And um, and I've yeah, I've been on the show almost seven years. Like that's crazy to me, but I don't, you know. I don't think of it in terms of I am their fearless leader at all. We, well, right,
1: but when you're doing conversations with them, I mean, you've clearly got the identity of the show that you've kind of seen longer, right?
0: Yeah, we we all know our our roles, you know, right. and and we are. Uh, I think we're a really good cast of, of show. I mean, everybody kind of knows their knows their place and you know like earlier I was saying it's important to know when not to speak. Right. And and I've really perfected that especially here that because Brian and Sean are they get along in a lot different way than Brian and Mike got to get got along not that they did they they did get along but it was more like a, a dad son or a
2: right, or uncle right. nephew relationship two guys are like bros
0: yeah and so there's times where they'll get off on their tangents about sports or you right. know Kate Upton's boobs or whatever and I'm just like <laughs> okay like I, this is my cue to back off and that's fine it works like you know none of I think the reason that it works is that none of us feel the need to always have the last word or always right. be the center of attention like I'm okay letting either of them have the last word if it's the last if it's the best out and vice versa so yeah. yeah
2: i will say as a listener of you know kicks and I, and I wake up crew i i have my times where i have a chance to listen that early in the morning but uh y'all are very cohesive Y'all yeah. are y'all seem like y'all have known each other for years. Mm. I mean, ten plus years. So it's definitely y'all have a great connection and y'all's uh, chemistry that y'all have between y'all. Just to let you know, from the outside looking in, you know, I just wanted you to know you're right. Y'all Thank y'all you. do know when to not talk and when to not step on each other's mic and mm. whatnot. Y'all do a really good job with all that.
0: Thank you. One thing we never want to turn into is the View. Um, <laughs> not to offend anybody who likes that show, but personally, the three of us hate it. <laughs> and and just because Well I shouldn't specify the view Any show where they have all those commentators And they're all right. just yakking all over yep. each other We hate that
1: So what does that mean specifically Does that mean you want to talk about like real things Like what does that mean for you
0: It's everything Like I love talking about my life Because I feel like there's a lot of crap that's happened to me And I've spent a lot of my life feeling like you know, embarrassed that I got bullied in school or, you know, self conscious about my weight or whatever. And it turns out that, like, people want to hear you talk about real life stuff because if they don't, mm-hmm. then all of a sudden it's like, oh, well, she's like different because of, I don't ever want people to feel like some disconnect with me just because of what I do for a living. So, my favorite things to talk about are real life because I think that's the kind of stuff that needs to be talked about. And not all necessarily good real life, like bad real life. I had a cancer scare earlier this year. I thought I had I, I had a melanoma on my back, and um, that that was a kind of a downer. But at the same time, it's stuff that's going on in my life. Like these people turn us on in, in the morning in their cars and wherever their smart speakers. Like they deserve to know about everything that goes on in their life in our life, and and they deserve to know that it's not always perfect.
2: And is that a normal radio morning show kind of feel? Or are y'all trying to put a new, you know, twenty-first century spin on radio?
0: I think it should be the normal to share your life, but honestly, it's just not in everybody's personality. And I never think it's a good idea to do anything that's against your personality. Like if I wouldn't do it or say it in real life, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna do it on the radio. We've been we've had, you know, consultants and people try to get us to do bits that were just not who i was and i was like well i'm not going to do it you know so i don't think you know as far as is it 21st century and i don't think being real about your life ever goes out of style i mean i i just don't i think that's a timeless a timeless way to build a good show
1: yeah absolutely so let's let's talk about this then. We've kind of talked about how you guys have really great chemistry. Mm-hmm. And and you guys, you know, now notwithstanding, you guys do a lot as a group. You do events, mm-hmm. you you get to go on location, do a lot of stuff, you mm-hmm. meet a lot of cool people. What are some highlights that you've kind of been able to experience in the last what 8 years?
0: Yeah, you know, my favorite things to do and this is a really random thing, but I spent so much time not in radio And always trying to be that person that like got a concert ticket or whatever. My favorite (laughs) thing that we do is every year at Guitar Pool is we go up to the very back rows and we give people front row seats. And that is the most emotional thing to see. Like, uh, you know, I always look for a parent with their kid or you know, maybe a husband and wife that look like they're celebrating an anniversary or whatever, because those are people that probably really had to fight to get a ticket. And um, so I love upgrading tickets and giving people Uh, free tickets or meet and greets, oh my gosh, when you walk up to somebody who's got like decked out in Luke Bryan stuff and you hand them that (laughs) sticker that says meet and greet. And, you know, we do it so much that a lot of times it's like, oh, this is really neat, you know, and I don't ever take it for granted, but that's a once in a lifetime thing for that person. And so that's my favorite thing over the last eight years is any time that I've gotten to, you know, get somebody to meet an artist and I know they're going to carry that with them for the rest of their life because I know what it's like.
2: What would you say, what, sorry, what would you say Your uh, mo maybe a pinch me moment in your radio life? Oh,
0: man. Um, as far as like...
2: It- Something that you always in the back of your head, you're all, you know, in a like you wouldn't
1: believe that it was happening. Yes. Like yes. you have to be dreaming right now. Right.
0: Gosh. As well. As far as like, there's been a couple times where I'm I'm never cool when I meet famous people just because like <laughs> I'm look, it's not normal. I'm not gonna act like it is. Like it's 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 cool. So when I met Kelly Clarkson, uh, Rascal Flatts, and Keith Urban, those are like my top three. Like I cannot believe this is real life kind of thing. Um, but gosh. I think the first time that I heard myself on a commercial in like a store or like a heard my voice on the the, the radio and this is really random. I was in a Dollar General and I had voice tracked like part of my show and this was not in Augusta, but I was like I was getting a mop and a plunger that day and I heard my voice on the radio and I was like, "Oh my gosh, like this is real." They're mm-hmm. paying me to do this. And so I bought a, pl- a picture of a fish. It's the <laughs> ugliest picture. My husband hates it, but it's hanging <laughs> in my living room mm-hmm. as a memento of the first time I hurt myself. So to me... To I still have the tapes of when I would hit record when I was on a phone call or whatever trying to win contests. So I can't really pinpoint one moment. It's just the overall experience. I'm like, I can't believe. Like, I want to go back and tell my little seven-year-old self, right. like, you know, that's playing in the little Fisher-Price type player, Like, you're going to get to do this for realsies one day, and that's going to be so fun.
2: Right. So, you know. You you. What year did you move to Augusta? Two
0: thousand and fourteen. Two
2: thousand and fourteen. Okay, so it's not just you that have listened to the podcast. There's Mm -hmm. also your better half Mm -hmm. that has listened to the podcast, and he's actually made a a note to me to you know he loves the podcast. So. how did you meet Chris Bender? Tell us a little bit about Chris Bender. You I, don't talk to, about him too much on the radio show, so maybe our listeners are going to want to know about him a little bit and how y'all met.
0: I'll talk all day about Chris Bender. <laughs> um, he was he, – he's absolutely the just the sweetest person. Like, he's almost like you, like, is, is he like that when nobody's <laughs> looking? And he absolutely is. Um, I – had I told you about that quarter life crisis and that guy that just like swore me off of dating and so I was so focused on my career let me tell you when I moved to augusta I was like the last thing on my mind is a freaking man
1: right <laughs>
0: I was like I'm just not going to I'm just not going to worry about it and so um I met Chris at karaoke at Monterey on Washington <laughs> Road in Martinez <Montemez>, yes. <laughs> cuz that was I I augusta was where I really started where I really f- let myself enjoy my job and yeah. not feel like i oh i've got to just stay here till i get to my next gig. That's I, good. And so i i was allow- i allowed myself to have fun for the first time in years and to make friends and to you know buy a couch and hang stuff on my walls cuz i wouldn't be moving and so my friends were like hey you should come to karaoke with us. So i went and uh, there was this guy there and he was wearing a Coca-Cola t-shirt and i was like well he's so friendly surely he's got a girlfriend and I'm <laughs> (laughs) Honestly, like we were friends for months and I didn't really think anything about it. And uh, then, like, we would go out in a group of us and they would bring us our check. We would go to, we also would go to pizza joint downtown all the time. We would go to Monterey for karaoke every Wednesday and every Thursday night we would go to pizza joint for trivia. And uh, so there was like a group of 12 of us and the waiter would bring us our check and she would be like, Oh, he took care of your meal. And I was like, Hey, he wouldn't even be sitting with me.
1: And I was like,
0: Chris, they put my pizza on your tab. I'm sorry. And he was like, no, it's okay. I got you. <laughs> and I texted my sister, who's 10 years younger than me, but she's got way more game than I do. And I was like, <laughs> if a boy buys my pizza, does that mean that he likes me? So this went on for like a, a month or two. And I was like, I just don't know what this guy's thinking. But he's he luckily, he's a very... Um, you don't ever have to wonder what he's thinking. He was like, look, I like you. I'd like to take you out on a date. And I'm like, okay. So... um it was a friendship that progressed very naturally. Um, and he's just the, the sweetest, most kindest, gener- generous, patient person. It takes a lot. Like, he was not an avid listener of the show. He loves Kelly Raspberry, and he will tell you that. And, matter of <laughs> fact, uh, I know Kelly, and I got to, I took him with me to meet her when she came to Border Bash last summer. <laughs> And I told a Crit Kelly, I said, look, he's your favorite. Don't let him lie to you and tell him that I'm his favorite. He loves you. (laughs)
1: Um,
0: But it takes a lot to walk into a relationship willingly knowing that I put my life out on display. And I, within reason, I tell our business and I... I'm just very open about it, and he's not sensitive about it at all. Now, sometimes there are things he's like, I don't want you to talk about this on the radio, but that's very, very rare for the most part. He's so cool about it. He's supportive, and he grew up here in Augusta, born and raised. And so for him to understand the nature of this job and to understand that you know someday it might call me somewhere else and he's like i want i support you in that i mean he is he is such a he's a gift from god i mean he really is and i think anybody who knows him they say the same thing about him they're just like man what a great dude i'm so lucky a friend of mine told me they said if you this was before he asked me out and she was like i think you should try to date chris and i'm like oh I'm not going to ask him again. Well, I'm not <laughs> going to ask another guy out again. The last time that didn't end so well for me. But um, she said, if you marry Chris Bender, he's going to be the kind of man that every woman looks at you and goes, gosh, she's so lucky. And he, and they were right. I mean, I hear from friends of mine who are like, man, how did you luck out? I'm like, well, you just have to be patient. You have to trust God for the best in your life and and wait for that. And that's what I did. And it paid off for me with Chris.
1: So when you're when you're doing the show, uh, you're pretty often in the public eye. Mm -hmm. I mean, really, five days a week, generally speaking.
0: Sometimes six and seven. I was (laughs) I was walking down. I was checking Snapchat one day, not Snapchat, Instagram stories, and I what had been grocery shopping at Walmart and this notification popped up of this girl who saw me in the frozen food aisle and took a picture of my back and was and her face was like this look of shock and she was like I saw Jenny from Kix 99 in the <laughs> pizza section but and I but she didn't say hey to me and I was like well please and that's when I was like I got to be really aware when I go out like to not look a mess <laughs> so
1: so but y- so you would agree that you are kind of in the public spotlight
0: yeah, I mean you kinda of, you kind of get that's something part of what you sign up for. I didn't get into this because I'm like I want to be famous. Right. But it's just it's, it's a side of, effect. Yeah, it's part of it.
1: One way or the other. Yeah. Um so I'm I'm curious how that affects like the family dynamic. Like when you guys have conversations, is this like an on the record, off the record, like
0: Um, I think we both just know like some things are off the record, but for the most part, you know, we don't
1: I mean, you said earlier you like to be able to talk about your life.
0: Yeah, yeah, we do. And I think we both have a pretty good gauge because he's a very open, honest, and he loves to be an entertaining person. He's kind of a ham like that. So um, (laughs) I don't think it really – we don't live our lives in terms of like – oh, is this radio content or not, <laughs> you know? Um, but I think sometimes we know like... But
1: you have to have conversations and in your mind, yeah. you're like, oh, I'm going to talk yeah, about no, this. Some, I, <laughs> I,
0: if it's something that really involves him, I'll run up by him first and be like, okay. hey, do you mind if I talk about this? Or I'll be like, just a heads up, you know, we're, I'm going to talk about this. Um, like the other night we were watching Wolverine and I told him, I was like, look, I love you, Jackman. And he's not an ugly man. But please don't ever grow a Wolverine beard. And he said, I did. And he told me this story about how he once grew a Wolverine beard to go to the premiere of the movie on the night it came out and watch the movie by himself in a Wolverine beard. And I was like, you know I have to talk about this, right? So some things like that are, it's pretty common knowledge. Like, if you don't want me to talk about that, then just don't tell me. (laughs) So right. you've
1: got a great guy that's okay <clears throat> with you talking about he
0: that. He is he is really, really incredible. He's my perfect match. It's funny, I always think like, oh, I came to Augusta for this job. I really think the job was like a secondary reason, I think. God was like, I know you've had a lot of sinkers. I want to give you a good one. So, yeah.
1: When we come back, we talk to Jenny about her experiences in Augusta, her relationship with the city, and how it feels to be a member of the Kicks family. David, page 88. In this little guide to Augusta, and
2: you will find Drop the Disc podcast on there. Did you know that? <laughs>
1: <laughs> the page 88 in my little guide is worn out right now. Every yes. single guest that we have in here, we proudly showed off. We love our pictures in this book. We love that they're advertising our business. They actually
2: are now expanding to Columbia, South Carolina, which is really cool. You know, it's coming from Augusta, Georgia. Uh, they are also, um, starting to do videos on clients that they have. And so follow them on Instagram, follow them on Facebook. You'll learn a lot about the city of Augusta, which is exactly what we're trying to do here as well, but on a different platform completely. And it's awesome. Pick it up, take it home. You're not stealing it. It's for free and put it on your coffee table for your guests to see and flip through, or maybe even you want to flip through and see some local services that you can uh, get or local boutiques or local restaurants that you can go to. Guys, check it out. Little Guide to Augusta.
1: Chris, you had some solid rhymes in that. I just want you to know that. I'll listen back to it. <laughs> Make Put it to uh, auto-tune. You <gasps> so, know, I, I do want to say
2: that, you know, to go off of what David says is you are, you are in the spotlight. Mm-hmm. I mean... Uh, we, have, we go to the brewery at Savannah River Brewery, and there's a couple people that, that work there a couple days a week. And, uh, you know, I'm talking about, yeah, we had Cash and Dub on, and, you know, they were talking about this, and they already knew about it. Because mm-hmm. they listen to it like it's a religion mm-hmm. and they under they've been listening to it for the past oh, two Jenny, years. She's hilarious. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Jenny Jenny's married to Chris Bender. We know Chris Bender. You know, it's like yeah. they know y'all but yeah. don't know you. It's so so it's kinda crazy if you think about it. This community in Augusta really loves their radio hosts.
0: It's so surreal, but honestly, it's such a blessing because I am It's funny, I'm actually a really shy person if I'm around a lot of people that I don't know. I'm not, I'm very awkward in social situations like that. And when I moved here and we were going out all these places, and you know, I was trying to just get ingrained in the community. And um, the fact that people that listen to the show are so serious about it. It really helped because it kind of broke the ice. It was like when I met people, it was like it, they they felt comfortable enough starting up a conversation. And when somebody's talking to you, it was almost like talking to a friend. Like, hey, yeah, you know that story about you getting an armpit rash at the <laughs> Foreigner show the other night? Like, I've had that happen to me. And then it was just, it was just a way to just make such friends in the community. So as weird as it is, I hate when people say like, oh, you're a celebrity or whatever. It's weird my family comes to visit and they get glimpses (laughs) of that. Um, So as weird as it is and as uncomfortable as it feels to talk about it, but I'm glad that people are like that because it has it has helped me to make lasting friends here among the listeners. Right.
1: And I feel like you get to take yourself, you get to take yourself really seriously every day Mm because you're like, you know, it's not like you're concerned about whether people are interested. You're like, people are interested. We just need to worry about being interesting back.
0: Yeah. I think that
1: takes a lot off your shoulders and and really lets you guys kind of flow.
0: Yeah. And it it really does make it feel like I, I think of it less in terms of, I'm I'm doing a show for listeners so much as I'm having a conversation with friends. Right. I just can't necessarily always hear them talking back to me. Right. But that's that's always my approach to it whether I'm telling a story or or having a conversation even with Cash or Dub, I always think of it in terms of like there's four people in that room and that's the listener. I I always try to be mindful of that.
2: Right. Mm. So, before we move on to like a COVID era because <laughs> we are still in that era oh yeah uh just curious um did you have any goals to get to like is augusta a, took the question right out of my mouth i love it yeah uh, we're on the same plane then uh is mm-hmm. is you know you ha- aren't coming from a radio background mm-hmm. you wanted to be on on the radio forever you're uh, in augusta georgia right. but you're from charlotte area mm-hmm. you're in augusta georgia married is the is augusta where you want to stay?
0: You know, I came to Augusta thinking I'm going to stay here for three years and then I'm going to really try to get to Charlotte. And then my family moved to the coast, so I have no family in Charlotte anymore. And that really was a, the only and the reason I wanted to work there is because I'm like, I want to have my cake and eat it too. I want to be able to be close to my family and, and thrive at a station that I love. And, you know it would take a lot for me to leave Augusta now. My my goals have changed. It's no longer, I no longer have Charlotte at the, as the cherry on top of my career cake. You know, I'm thankful that I got that I got to intern there and I got to have my moment there. But um, as far as like, what are my goals? I really want to win a CMA award. And I really would like to go to the awards. I know Brian and Sean have both gotten to go in the capacity of interviewing and doing the red carpet thing or the they call it radio row where they have all the, Radio right, right. Air, talent in a in a row in a room, and you get to interview the artist. I've always wanted to do that, uh, mainly because like these snobby girls in school used to make fun <laughs> of me, and I told them one day I'm gonna be at the CMA awards, <laughs> and so. Um, I would really like to go. This nomination that we just got for Station of the Year, I mean, I don't take credit for a huge part of that because it really is such a group effort that goes way above my head. But to have my name tied to it in even a very small string, it means a lot to me. So Absolutely. I would say...
1: How many people get nominated for that?
0: Um, I think there was five as far as like... like
1: national? Yeah, as far wow. as like small
0: market, medium market, major market. So we were in the small market category and it's a huge honor. So to ha- to be now be able to say like I'm part of a... CMA nominated station is a huge thing, but my goal would be for our show us as personalities to get recognized. If we could just get nominated, that'd be awesome. But I would really like to win a CMA award and just to be able to go to the CMAs and the ACMs and win. like, that would be that would, when I would feel like I said, I accomplished what I set out to do in this. So
2: that's awesome. Yeah, thank, thank you for sharing that.
0: Yeah. Thank you. That's a great, that's a really great question.
2: Yeah. All right, we would like Augusta to be your cherry on top, but <laughs> <laughs> well, <I laughs> we mean, understand CMA, we get it, well, we get it. <laughs> you know,
0: it's funny. Um, I mean, I've gotten I've gotten approached. The right way the way that radio works is that you know, if if you sign a contract, like you know, you're locked in there for however long that is, yeah. and and other places really aren't supposed to seek you out or whatever. And so it's like football. I don't know anything about sports, but I'll take your word for it. <laughs> but
1: It's like football. <laughs> um,
0: so, but I mean, sometimes people will, like, we you know, in Brunswick, I was under a contract there. They were gracious enough to let me out of it because they saw that this was a good opportunity for me and there was no legal backlash from that, but... Um, You know, I've had people ask me off the record, like, hey, you want to come to such and such? And I mean, I'm talking very big markets for a lot of money. But for me, the, the motivation has always been like, no job is more important than my family and a job is never going to make me fully happy. So I could take a job in, you know, St. Louis or wherever and make a, a crap ton of money or whatever, but if I can't be there for the people that I love, then I'm never going to be able to fully enjoy it. So to me, Augusta is the the best of both worlds as far as being able to thrive here and be a part of this community and still be able to be there for the people that I love. So again, it would take a lot for me to leave Augusta. Basically, God would have to come down out of the clouds and write on a napkin, it's time for you to go. (laughs) Write on a napkin.
1: (laughs) Fortune cookie. (laughs) When we come back, we ask Jenny how she's been dealing with today's world. And we, of course, close out the show with our patented drop-the-disc question. Guys, we're excited to talk to you today about one of our partners in the community, and that's, of course, The Clubhouse. The Clubhouse is a massive community partner. They've let us do events there. We've gotten to run our business out of there when we've needed to, and they provide great networking, great leadership opportunities, and they're joining the podcast community. Eric Parker, uh, the founder of The Clubhouse, been on our show before, is launching his own show make startups the first episode is out they interviewed congressman rick allen as well as a lot of local entrepreneurs if you enjoy our show you will definitely enjoy make startups check them out apple spotify wherever you listen to us and check out the clubhouse at the Se. thank you for sticking around this is the drop the disc podcast recorded at Augusta podcast studio and now back to the conversation uh okay so so now we've we've reach today we've talked about the future a little bit um i, I want to talk about some of the things that have gone on with you guys recently mm-hmm. um and this is something we talked to cash and and shauna or cash and Shawn, <laughs> cash and dub about uh like for example guitar pool being canceled mm-hmm. this year um i, I want to get like what's your feedback what's your perspective seeing this having been Associated with the station for so long
0: So I wasn't surprised That guitar pull got cancelled I absolutely think it was the right decision Um, And Regardless of whether or not you think it's A good idea or a bad idea to cancel it You know we were kind of Danged if we did and danged if we didn't kind of thing And some people are like well why don't you have it virtually How can you Do something like that virtually It takes away kind of the essence of what guitar pull Is and so I You know, I wasn't shocked by it. I think it's, I I hate, I hate the people whose livelihoods are affected because of it. That's the thing that breaks my heart because. You know, even
1: and that's I, not just you guys. Also, that's the arts council with arts in the heart. Yeah, you know, like that's I'm not. Everything. I'm
0: not even saying like me as in as, in what I do like my capacity as a, a radio host. But like our salespeople, right? You know, they they the
1: people at the arena. That
0: yes, the people at the arena, the, pe- the the vendors who serve the food. You know, these people, uh, like you just mentioned, arts in the heart. They plan their years around these things, and yeah. that is the part that has been heartbreaking, not like, oh, we don't get to have a concert. I'll be right. on, I'll be honest with you. I hope I don't get in trouble for saying this, but we had such a big year last year with the level of talent. There, Events like Guitar Pool are done all over the country. They're called in a number of things, but you get six artists on a stage doing an acoustic style show, and that's, you know, a Guitar Pull. Call it what you will. No Guitar Pool in the country is getting Luke Bryan and Luke Combs right. and that caliber of Smash artists. Smash lineup. Yeah. And so last year, I remember thinking, there's no way they're going to top this. So my opinion on it is like, I hate that it happened, but I'm kind of glad that there's a year to let it breathe and maybe see what we can come up with for next year. Because honestly, like, you, they would have really had to step it up for it not to be a disappointment coming off of right. Luke Bryan and Luke Combs. Just I'm, keeping it one hundred, may, like
2: maybe get Rascal Flats to come back.
0: I would <laughs> die.
2: And then maybe with uh Florida Georgia line. Uh, that'd yes. be a great that'd be a great Yeah. Uh, we'll just do it
1: all. Do it all. Have Luke Bryan come back. Yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> but I mean it's
1: d- Go big or go home. But that makes a lot of sense also because you know, let's say it did happen this year. You guys could probably have done it live stream if you'd wanted to. You could have done, you know, a third capacity, mm-hmm. but would the same caliber of people have, perf- have performed? Probably not.
0: No, and also, I mean, you have to look at the timeline of when guitar pull is. It's usually November. You got the CMAs in November. All of the award shows have been pushed back to fall. The ACMs right. are the September. The Masters. The <laughs> Masters. Uh, the CMT Music Award. All these things that are already being done virtually. And, I think as just a consumer of entertainment not even as somebody who's inside it in a, in a way right. like it gets it gets old It's like a
1: lot. It's like too much.
0: Yeah, so I'm looking at it like what would be unique about a virtual guitar pull when I just saw Luke Bryan perform virtually on the CMA Awards. Right. So I think it was the right decision. <laughs> I think it was a, I know our our management it was a tough call for them to make because it was a lot of income lost for the station and they put so much work into that event and also to know that the Golden Harvest Food Bank is not going to get that full donation. You know, I know it was a really hard decision to make. I really hope that people gave those people a break for making that decision because it wasn't an easy one. Um, But, you know, it was the right thing to do.
1: So so moving forward... Do you do you think like next year let's say things are very similar what what would you do you have any expectations
0: I don't know what to expect honestly I mean <laughs> I I this anything this year has taught me is to not really have expectations. I remember like, you know, you think about <laughs> yeah. it, when we were going through this stuff back in March, it was like, Well, you know, it'll be fine by July. Right. And then July came, it was like it'll be fine by September and here we are in September and it's just like take the rest of twenty twenty and go <laughs> bye, bye y'all. Right. So I don't know what to expect. I really hope that after you know, the election and, and things hopefully calm down in the country a little bit. And, and in terms of like, you know, uh, I don't know if they will do a vaccine or whatever. And am I here to get political about all yeah, of that? Yeah, Please but don't
1: feel like you'd need to. I think there's a, yeah. I
0: think there's a lot of things that none of us can predict. Right. And so who knows? I mean, I literally just take it like week by week.
1: That's probably the smartest answer anyone has given to that question. Oh. Yes. And on that note, let, let's take you. I think let's take you to Chris. Let's let Chris tie a little bow on this, um, and he's going to ask the drop the disc question. Okay. Yeah. So so we've
2: you know gone full circle. You know you started. You you didn't grow up here. You moved here in radio biz. Thank you. Thank you, <laughs> married Chris Bender. Yeah. Thank you.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> and uh,
2: you're still here. It's you know COVID era, and but we're still going to ask this question. You know, and I think I'm very excited to hear your answer because you're not from here. Mm. Um, a lot of our answers are from people that are you know natives of Augusta, Georgia, and so uh, if someone were to come up to you in Augusta or anywhere in the world, and were to you know call it disgusta or or talk negatively about it, what what would your response be to them?
0: I would get offended, and I. it's funny because I remember seeing the shirts that said Disgusta and people on Facebook calling it, and I'm like, why? I mean, I've been to some armpit towns. I mean, <laughs> this is not one. I mean, every city, I think, has room where you could improve, but don't look at it as an an eyesore or a thing to be ashamed of. Look at it as a project, you know? I would get really offended at people calling it disgusted because, you know, dis- Augusta is... To call it disgust is an insult to a city that means a lot to me. You know, I've, in a lot of ways, I feel like I've been here way more than seven years. And, you know, it was where I made lifelong friends and achieved, you know, childhood dreams and met my husband and have just met incredible people and and I look at all the things in my life that would not have been possible if it weren't for this city and you know I, our wedding day the 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 lady who was supposed to plan our wedding Flipped out on us and bailed out five days before our wedding. She was supposed to decorate everything and handle all of that. And she just went AWOL. And I was like, what am I going to do? And these Kicks 99 listeners messaged me and said, <laughs> hey, where's the church? We'll take care of it. And I was like, well, I can come pick it up. And they're like, no, we'll take care of it. They came to the church on the day of the rehearsal and decorated it. And it looked like my dream garden garden. And they cleaned everything up when we were done. And I, I I was stunned. I'm still speechless when I think about it. And that is Augusta to me. How dare you call that those kind of people disgusting or whatever. that Whatever disgust is supposed to entail. Because, you know, all these places downtown they hold so many special memories for me and you know the arena and you know stillwater and pizza joint and i could just name all these places miller theater where i went fake it to make it in january <laughs> like
2: oh yeah that's right yeah, yeah i'm like
0: how dare anybody is this augusta because there are so many special places even even the places that you know, may not have been gotten around to being fixed up yet. There's just so many great memories, you know, of, of this city. And it, it would hurt me to hear somebody say something negative about it. I mean, it's, it's my second home now, you know, if anybody talked bad about Mooresville, North Carolina, I'd kick their butts. (laughs) And so if anybody talks bad about Augusta, Georgia, I'm going to kick their butts.
2: (laughs) Well, thank you so much. That I love that answer. Right, I love the emotion behind that too. Thank Be- you. That's a, that's
1: how I feel about it as well. Yeah, I'm, and- I'm curious. We know Sean likes to go downtown. Mm-hmm. What what are some things you like to do around the city?
0: Um, I enjoy downtown too um, before it gets too hot because I don't like to sweat. Yeah. Um, but I always I love going to pizza joint downtown. It just holds a lot of like I said a lot of special memories. I love sentimental. Stop- yeah, I love stopping by the bookstore and playing that piano. Yeah. Although now you should probably use your hand sanitizer with COVID going <laughs> true, on. True. True. Um, gosh, I love going to karaoke. Like the karaoke circuit here in Augusta. Let me tell you, it's lit. The ran- top
1: three karaoke. Me
0: Rancho and Grovetown. Me Rancho downtown. Over there by uh, Second City (laughs) in Monterey (laughs) on Washington Road. Like, that that's my circuit.
2: You heard it here, folks. (laughs) You
0: know? Um, Gosh, SRP Park. True, yeah, absolutely. Evans Town Center Park is one of my favorite places to go to just take my dogs on a picnic and hang out. Um, I love the Miller Theater. It's Mm -hmm. my, it's hard to pick a favorite, but like, I just, it's what a beautiful venue. How much work they've put into that. Marty, you know, took us on a tour of everything back there and just, there's so many treasures in here. My family loves to come visit here because, there's just it's so much to do Like in Mooresville, If you want to go out Let's go walk around We have one Walmart And one high school Like your options Are very limited Here You know My mom came down To visit for a week And we couldn't cram Everything in I was like Okay well we've got to Go to Artsy Meat And paint yep. pottery We've got to go To Augusta Candle Company And make some candles um, She came to Fake it to make it At the Miller Theater And just all these things Like there's So many gems here I was like We've got to go shop but Kudos to you And, and so <laughs> (laughs) There's just it's. There's always something to do. I've never lived in a place like that where there's always something to do. If you're sitting at home bored, outside of COVID, these COVID situations, you know, obviously yes. But before all of the pandemic crap happened, if you were sitting at home bored, it was because it was your own fault. It wasn't because there wasn't anything to do.
2: Well, thank you. I want to do like a, a round of applause right now. Maybe yeah, was, we, maybe we can dub that in there. Don't do that. We're it talking.
0: sounds it sounds awful on the sports <laughs> games. I don't do sports, but I've heard how crappy the, that <laughs> fake applause sounds.
1: <laughs> You're killing me. I thought I like. I honestly liked it. I'm going to go back and re-listen to it now. Well, it sound, <laughs>
0: I will say this: it sounds better than without it because cr- husband Chris That'd be creepy husband Chris likes to watch the UFC fights every week. <laughs> and they're that guy I don't remember the, the winner <laughs> and then it, it's like this big build up <laughs> fighting got out of the red corner and then there's like silence <laughs> and I'm like okay so then maybe the piped in applause would be better than that
1: great. I think we're gonna leave it at that Jenny yeah, thank you so much Jenny, for coming on you've been a pleasure thank, you. thank
0: y'all for having me this was so much fun
1: I'm glad you found this studio and please come back please come back <laughs> soon I will thank you <laughs> And guys stick around after the post-show wrap-up. Chris is debuting a new segment that we're calling Around Augusta. During Around Augusta, Chris is going to highlight different events that you need to be aware of that are going on within the next couple weeks. I know he's going to talk about Oktoberfest, but that is only the beginning. It's a hard time to pick what to do right now. Stick around for Around Augusta to get some inspiration.
2: Hey guys, I hope you uh, liked that episode with Jenny Bender as much as we did. Uh, hearing her great story coming from uh, 30 miles out of um, Charlotte, North Carolina, getting into the radio business later in life. And landing in Augusta, Georgia on the Kicks 99 Wake Up Crew. Incredible story. She loves Augusta. We love Augusta. And that's that's what we're trying to
1: do here. And Chris, you mentioned our mission. Why don't you go ahead and introduce this next series that we're starting to further that mission? This segment
2: is called Around Augusta. And it, it's a little bit about um, a weekly update about what's going on in Augusta, Georgia. And I think that's really cool. It's right up our alley what we want to do here in Augusta with the podcast and you know there's some things I want y'all to look at Um, it's I it's something that's just came about new plans for the James Brown arena Uh, check out the new design I think it's pretty cool Uh, there's a lot of backlash about it Um, a lot of people not happy but you can't make everybody happy about it Um, but check it out it's on Facebook follow Coco Rubio he's been posting all about it in fact on our Facebook page you'll be able to find that article um, to see the new designs for it, and it's actually on the other side of where the parking lot is, and it's actually going to connect uh, the Bell Auditorium, which is really cool. Also going on around Augusta is um, Southbound One just opened back up. Uh, y'all go check it out, get some get some good barbecue. Um, th- they're going to start bringing back some live music uh, here shortly. Um, here, uh, oh, Savannah River Brewery. This week is Oktoberfest, um, September 22nd to 26th. Y'all check it out. There are different events each day. And of course, they've spread it out due to COVID-19. So uh, the seating and the capacity is limited. Um, So if you're wanting to go, get there early. Go ahead and reserve your seat so you don't have to be told to go home and come back tomorrow. Uh, But we're talking about... Our bra, eat, bra eating contest, um, thanks to the hive. There, we've got keg, um, carry, keg throwing. We've got the chugging, beer chugging, which is actually every day, it's not just a specific day. And, uh, guys, this is gonna be fun. Their uh, Uncle Fest beer is delicious. Um, let's see what else is happening in the cast? Oh, yes. Laziza. Laziza downtown is opening up. I don't know if y'all have ever had Laziza. If you haven't, it's in the Publix um, in Evans. Um, I'm telling y'all, it is delicious Mediterranean, uh, Euro. It's, It's
1: Greek. It's great stuff. And they're opening up finally. Thank you, Chris. That was our first ever presentation of Around Augusta. Listen at the end of every episode to hear what's going on around the city. Thank you so much, guys, for listening. Please make sure you hit that subscribe button and we'll see you next week. This has been Drop the Disc Podcast recording at Augusta Podcast Studio.